Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lucid Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Britton Beckham, and the Lucid Spiritual Podcast is basically me talking about spirituality. I'm exploring the different concepts around it, and um, also kind of sharing my journey of where I've gone since leaving my uh, religious faith and stepping into authentic spirituality. And so um, this podcast will cover lots of different things from spiritual books, spiritual teachers, um, spiritual sort of um, dharma, and sharing my journey. And I've uh, continued to have people on and will have people on. This is part one of probably two or three parts of a Joe Dispenza series that I'm going to do. Um, And I'm really excited to share it with you. So let's go ahead and get started. So first of all, if you haven't heard of Joe Dispenza, um, he is a, um, a modern spiritual teacher that has been taking the spiritual um, information and spiritual message of uh, finding yourself and becoming something um, through sort of a scientific language um, lexicon, if you will. So Joe, Joe Dispenza is actually, um, I would consider him a yogi. Um, from the books that I've read and knowing what he teaches, he's literally teaching yogic things, but he's just doing it with a different vocabulary and he's using sort of his own combination of meditations and so forth. But his teachings are very much um, the same as any master yogi would teach. So um, let's just dive in. First of all, Joe Dispenza's written, um, oh, I wanted to mention actually before we get started, I am about to embark on a week-long advanced retreat with Joe Dispenza. So um, they're very difficult to get into, and I've been monitoring. As soon as I heard about Joe Dispenza, I wanted to know about some of his, uh, you know, his workshops because I saw that he did them. And uh, I pretty much discovered him in 2019, 20, early 2020, but um, of course, COVID started and then any of his workshops were basically discontinued. So I don't think he did any of them in 2020 um, or maybe at the very early part of 2020. And when I started looking into those, I kind of was eyeing some 2021 um, workshops that were, I mean, they had one in Mexico, they had one in um, near Niagara in, in New York. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and go to that one. And then everything, and then they never announced um, registration for any of them. And then all of a sudden they just deleted everything off their website. And I was like, oh, great. But then like in, in March, you no, know, in May, I got an email and all of a sudden it was like, boom, Colorado's opening up. They're going to do a week-long advanced retreat in Colorado in uh, early July, mid-July. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally want to go to that. And I had a week to make a decision and figure out if this was going to be something I could do financially and then with work and everything. And so I went ahead and uh, and registered for it. And so um, I'm excited to go out there. So what we're going to be doing at, at the Joe Dispenza workshop is we're going to be, he's going to be teaching his stuff in an advanced way. He's going to be teaching advanced meditations. We're going to be doing remote coherence healing. He's going to be teaching brain-heart coherence. And a lot of other things. And so this is a very exciting um, opportunity for anybody that is interested in, um, you know, meditation and advancing your spirituality. Um, but I would say that uh, his te- his uh, messages is pretty, 
unique in the way that he his vocabulary is um, used and the way he delivers the message. So he uses a lot of scientific terms. And specifically, he's talking a lot about the quantum field. And so I'll get into that in a moment and what and why he uses the quantum field as his uh, primary sort of way of teaching. Um, but Jonas Benz has used, decided to use um, uh, essentially science instead of like sort of the yogic words like that everybody is that's on this path will sort of come across. So if you're on the journey of um, self uh, spirituality and sort of finding your authentic self, you're going to probably come across meditation. And in that you're going to learn about the chakras and you're going to learn about vibration and energy centers. Uh, sorry, energy centers is the word that, that Joe uses, but chakras. And then you're going to learn about, you know, um, energy or subtle energy. Um, you're going to learn about um, how God dwells within all things and through all things and around about all things. And so what you come to realize is that God is um, sort of in this teaching is, is that God is, is all things. God is, makes up the, the universe. He is the universe, and therefore we are in his body. And because he is all things and everywhere present, he's also within us, within each of us. So we not, are, not only do we um, make up the body of God, but he is within us. And so we are a microcosm of the macrocosm of the universe. So, of course, when you start talking about chakras and you start talking about, um, you know, energy and meditation, although he doesn't use, he doesn't shy away from meditation, but when you start using some of these words, it can be a turnoff to certain religious folks. And so he has kind of molded his uh, message in a way that's very um, non-confrontational when it comes to religion. And it allows um, people to experience, um, you know, these teachings and learn about them, but from a sort of scientific vocabulary standpoint. And so um, I'm going to dive into that. And we're going to talk a lot about, you know, essentially, I'm going to try to summarize his teachings um, from what I've learned so far and share that with you because it's super exciting. I have always been very interested in science and I've always, always been interested in religious um, doctrine. And since I left religion, I would, I would just say that I'm interested in science, or sorry, uh, spirituality with science. And so spirituality and all of its, um, you know, numerous forms that it comes in um, has really intrigued my intellectual mind. But when I came across Joe Dispenza, it was really neat because Joe is teaching this stuff and he's actually using, I mean, proven, scientifically proven at least, um, you know, concepts to communicate what's actually happening to our bodies when we raise our vibration and we change and we become aware. So, um, yeah. So, first of all, Joe's written uh, several books, I think five. Um, I've read two books. Um, the first one I read was Becoming Supernatural, which is his most recent book. And the second book I read um, was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, Becoming Supernatural was easily the best book and probably is the best book of all of his stuff. And from what I've heard people say is like of all of his books, that's the best one because everything he's learned, he just puts it in there. What is his message? Well, his message is you can become. So in a nutshell, his message is this reality is not what you think. You can become much better. Your body is bioengineered already and has the hardware in place to perceive outside of the standard reality and that we can raise our awareness and raise our essentially our vibration, which will trigger our biology to be able to, to tap into this and to reality, to reality. And so what he talks about, and this is a yogic teaching as well, is that this reality is 
an illusion. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that there really isn't matter. So let's just talk about that for a minute. When you, when we think about this reality, we think about how we have particles and we have subatomic particles and everything here eventually is, it gets down to something that's, um, physical, I guess, is what you could say, something that's actually um, there and not just um, energy. And we call that a particle. With scientific um, study, we've, we've come to realize that as you dive down and you start, you know, like if we just take a body, for example, and we look, you know, zoom in on, on a part of the body. If you zoom in on your hand, you can come to the hand and to the skin cells, and then you'll go deeper into the, say, one cell, and you'll find that there's all this movement going on, and there's all this stuff happening within one cell of the body, like an entire universe of sort of of movement and communication and things happening within just one cell. Now, given that we have a hundred trillion cells in the body, it's interesting to think that one cell is like its own little universe. Well, you go into the one cell and then you can go into a molecule. Uh, molecules are, of course, combinations of atoms. And those atoms are bound together with uh, electron um, coupling, so different types of bonds that the electrons make between atoms. And those atoms um, form together to create molecules. And those molecules have certain properties, just like the atoms do. And a molecule is moving very rapidly. You know, and each molecule will move at a separate, its own sort of signature vibration rate. And this is very apparent with crystals. Um, crystals just have a very uniform vibration. So they, um, like you can take a, 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 you know, one molecule of a crystal, like a rock of some kind, and we can actually measure a very, very consistent vibration of that. And so that, what that means is when you put all the same molecules of a single crystal, like a, sing, a, sing, a single type of molecule together that is of this particular vibration, um, you will get a very coherent vibration and a very measurable vibration and very measurable at the classic scale. That means, you know, what we could potentially see under a microscope. And so, or at least detect. So again, every molecule is vibrating, but because of the structure of the molecule, it may have some very interesting types of vibrations. Then as we get further down, we, we get into, again, we've never really hit anything yet. We've just, we've just come to zoom in so far. We've just come to these molecules. Now we're going to zoom in even further and we get into, um, you know, an atom. An atom is uh, by definition, 99.69% space. It's almost nothing. There's almost just nothing there. It's just empty space. And what happens is when they started to explore the atom, they found out the atom itself is actually just, the, the energy of the atom is just probability. So it's probability of where the energy will be. And um, and so you can't ever actually measure like a true particle. And even when you break down into subatomic particles, um, all of this, um, they may be bound together just like atoms are bound to create molecules. Subatomic particles can be um, bound together to create atoms, protons, neutrons, electrons, etc., um, but there is really nothing there. Uh, you never actually get to a particle. And so as you, um, as you start to explore our reality, what you find out is that there's nothing there but energy. And because there's nothing there but energy, we have to realize that our reality is not what we think it is. And so Joe proposes the question, well, what is reality? And so I'm going to propose that to you as you're, listen as you're listening. What is reality? this reality reality is the, the, what we can see with our own senses what we can see feel taste touch and smell with our own senses is a limited spectrum of the electromagnetic wave 
um, the electromagnetic spectrum ranges from, you know, microhertz to long radio waves, you know, from gamma rays to the, the slowest and longest radio waves, you know, that we've been able to create and detect. And each, uh, each one of those rays, and you could call it simply just a vibration, um, has a certain frequency. What we find out is that basically everything is vibration. And so our reality is actually just made up of a lot of different waves of energy vibrating at different frequencies. So because we don't know what actually is vibrating, we're just going to not explore that in this in this uh, podcast. I I am not a quantum physicist, and I can't really um, conjecture any further. Although there is theories about string theory and things like that that might explain some of this. However, it doesn't matter. Um, what what does matter is that there is pure energy everywhere, and we are made up of pure energy, and it's all just vibrating at different rates. So that is actually scientifically now understood to be fact. And what that means is what we see with our bodies, what we see with our eyes, what we feel. All of this is holograms, and a hologram is simply just a um, is magnetic, elect- magnetic and electric fields combined with photons. And if you know what a photon is, a photon is literally the same thing. It's an electric and magnetic field alternating at ninety degrees one from another. And so, light itself is electric and magnetic fields. That's all it is. So, if everything's made up of this of light and um, and when we break things down, we find out that they all give off photons. Um, then what we're really seeing is kind of a projection of energy, if you will. So it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but our senses and our body can only see a small sliver of that. And with with the um, you know with the tools that we've been able to create in our modern day, we can see quite a bit more outside of our visual per, um, you know spectrum which is like a tiny sliver of the electromagnetic spectrum. So we can see it quite a bit more. We can detect quite a bit more. And so everything is just energy. Now, before I move on to the next part, I'm going to have to describe one more thing. And this is the critical part about this reality. And it was discovered in the early 1900s about photons and how they show sort of a dual, dualistic nature. They show the ability to be a waveform, so something that's propagating through space, but they also show the ability to be a particle, something that can be detected in a quantum. So as in one single thing, right? But there was an experiment created to determine and discover the nature of photons. And this is called the double slit experiment. And in this experiment, they were able to create a setup that allowed them to um, send light down into a a slit. And they they could see that, um, you know, how light would go through the slit and then create a pattern on the wall behind it. Then they went ahead and made two slits and they could see a interference pattern. You know, using a laser, they'd fire a laser down these slits and they could see that the light was actually interfering with itself um, in its wave and then creating an interference pattern on the wall. Well, then they, they took it down and they decided to try just one photon and they used one photon. So a single packet of energy, what we call a photon, fired it down and... Um, they would put they put a detector in and yeah they could see they could s- detect which slit the, the the photon went down and that ended up working out really well. Well then they pulled the detector out and they um, r- did it again and what they got was um, that they would fire one of these photons down and they kept firing them over and over again and they would create it created an interference pattern on the wall 
as if you were if you were to combine all of the um, the photons over time, like each one. And what that means is the photon in its own particle form was interfering with itself, and they didn't understand that. And so what they did is they pulled the detector out, and then it created, um, and they get the same interference pattern. But when the detector is in, they only get a particle. They can detect a single particle. So what, what they realized, they came to realize, and I kind of botched that a little bit, not botched it, but just didn't do a very good job of, of describing it, is ultimately they've, they've run this experiment many times and they've tried to trick it in many different ways. But no matter what happens is, is whenever there's a measurement or in other words, consciousness involved, an observer of this particular experiment, then the, the waveform will collapse into a particle. But if there's no observer, it will, it will act as an interference pattern of a wave. So what this means is that reality has dual nature. It can act as both particle and wave. And this is really intriguing because not only can it do that, but it, can, it, it does it based on an observer or some sort of awareness. So you can see that there's some interesting thing. And this intrigued uh, a lot of these these physicists early on and this this study of the quantum realm really started to um freak everyone out because then they were like so reality is tied to our awareness or to our consciousness and that was basically proven and hasn't been unproven for i don't know 60 or something years probably 70 years now and it's been continually redone and reproven so now that we we basically have said yes okay reality is based on consciousness and that means that each person's individual reality is different. It's relative. And this is what the theory, um, the general and special relativity theories that Einstein developed um, in, the, in the early 1900s. Okay, so what this means is that we're all in this big energy field, okay? And everything is happening in its energy exchanges from one area of the field to another. And... So what this really then leads to is the question of who am I or who are you? What are we? What is our nature? Well, I guess it means that we're just energy and we're light. Uh, if light is energy and it's a sort of a quantized amount of energy, then we're all just energy and we're, we're not who we think we are. So ultimately, if everything is energy, then everything is vibration because you can't have a measurement of energy without some sort of oscillation. And so that means everything is vibrating. Okay, so this is, this is the ground level basic um, understandings you have to have of reality to grasp anything else that Joe Dispenza is going to teach. So everything is vibration and the force to move um, energy is intention. So it is, it is, the, it is the mind, is the will. And when we use intention, we can move energy within the field. Okay, Joe just calls it the field. It's the quantum field, the quantum realm. Um, and Ant-Man, uh, you know, he spent some time in the quantum realm. Um, it's infinitely big. There's no, um, no way to really measure it. I mean, you can have an infinite amount of, of quantum energy inside a finite space, okay? A finite amount of space time. So what does that mean? Well, it just means that everything's infinite. And so we are essentially awarenesses in a big energy field. And um, through different lenses, and our brain is a lens to the energy field, um, we can perceive reality in a specific way. 
what, what we see is different than, say, what uh, a highly evolved being might see or might perceive. And what we perceive is also based upon what's happening within us, our awareness, right? Because we collapse the information for ourselves and then perceive it. And, and so you get into this really interesting um, place of start, starting to ask a lot of different questions about what um, reality really is and what we're doing here. So without diving too much into that, because that's like a rabbit black hole, if you will, it's a fun place to go. And a lot of the books I've read um, do dive into that and explore the nature of reality quite a bit um, and talk about the possibilities. And I will just say, um, if you ever want your mind bent and broken, um, go ahead and read The Convoluted Universe by Dolores Cannon. Actually, just read any, any, of, <laughs> any spiritual book um, that talks about the quantum realm because it is so um, mind-bending to hear what the possibilities are are and with infinite nature of this reality because it is all just vibrating energy it has no end then what that means is everything's possible and when when we go going back to the quantum field and going back to consciousness collapses um particles consciousness uh um will collapse a wave to a particle then what you realize is that everybody can interact with the field and there's different levels of realization or you could say reality to the individual. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And, um, and so when we view reality through the lens of our human um, bioliquid crystal brain, uh, we only see a small portion of the vibrations and there's a lot more going on that we don't see. And this is, this is known to, um, this is known to the, uh, to the religionists, uh, to, to any real spiritual person, um, and to anybody that has studied any holy books as the veil. So the veil is a way to block our awareness um, or block, you could say, the sensations of most of reality and create a separate reality for us. Oh, and I wanted to mention one other thing. Going back into the quantum field, because everything is probability, meaning that in its energetic form before it collapses to particle by being observed, it will it will um, stay in a probability field. So this is understood with electrons and how they orbit um, atoms. They don't like have um, orbits like planets do around a star and, and, and they actually just have probability fields, meaning that an electron can literally be anywhere in its orbit around one nucleus of an atom. But um, there are high probability zones and low probability zones of where that electron could be at any given moment. And what's interesting is when you start to observe, when, when they started to discover this, they found that the probability fields are very ge geometric shape. Like they they form geometric patterns. They're not just like a cloud. They're specifically shaped clouds. And in those clouds, you have high and low probabilities within them, but the, the patterns are, sh are literally geom geometry. So, our, the nature of our reality is actually geometric. And there's, as you read into books and stuff, you'll get to um, the sacred geometries. And these are, um, th these are kind of the base, re uh, the base geometries of, all, of our reality and how they're created, or at least what their, uh, what their shape is. Okay, so what that means is that in the quantum field of probability, all realities exist simultaneously. And the reality that we experience is the reality that we're collapsing into our um, awareness. By our, by, our, by our awareness, we collapse the probabilities and we experience what we call reality or life. But there is 
all probabilities existing simultaneously. So if you shift your awareness and you shift your vibration, you can't help but actually experience um, what is equivalent to your vibration. So you actually attract it like a magnet. So we're going to get into that now. Okay. So this is where, this is where Joe Dispenza's um, spiritual teachings kind of pick up. So I kind of just gave you some quantum theory so that you could have a, an understanding of how everything is vibration and moving and um, it's all energy. But now let's get into the spiritual concept of this. The first thing is, is that a feeling is a sensation within the field. Okay. And so we can have feelings all the time. Like I can feel rough or cold or hot. I can feel sharp or I can feel sadness. I can feel, uh, you know, uh, happiness. I can feel excitement. I can feel joy. These are all sensations. Um, but when you combine multiple sensations together, multiple feelings together, what you create is an emotion. And all of this again is energy. And so emotions are groups of feelings. And that is what Joe calls a state of being. So when we, um, we could be, for, for example, I can feel sadness, but I can also be in a state of like melancholy and melancholy would be like an overarching feeling of my, of my person, of my being that I'm currently in. And, um, that emotion lives within us. It literally lives within us. Like we give it life through our intention. And so, um, how, how do we get away from these emotions that may bring us down? And find ways to allow higher vibrational emotions and sensations in to our energy, to our awareness. And so um, Joe talks about this, and he gives he he talks about it a very scientific, excuse me, a very scientific way. But let's let's rewind just a little bit on how we make our choices each day, because let's be honest, um, when you are feeling down, sometimes you feel like oh god, like I'm feeling so miserable right now, like why? And why do I have to feel this way? And you almost feel like you're a victim to it sometimes, you know, like, oh, so-and-so did that to me and I can't believe it. And you're holding on to some, net, several sensations, some, some emotions and those, those form your state of being. And so what happens is you're actually um, stuck in this emotional cycle, this loop that's running in you, this emotional energy. And that's causing your vibration to be equivalent to that, right? And some of the books, uh, this one I'm reading right now called The Emotion Code, talks about how these emotional um, energies, because they're not stagnant, they move through our body, right? They can actually get stuck due to our own intention of kind of like suppressing it. There's other ways they get stuck. It's not totally understood, but definitely through intention, we can like push a, an emotion down. Oh, I don't want to feel that right now. I don't want to feel that. And so you push it down and it kind of, you, you will bury it within your energy body. And when you bury it within your energy body, it stays there. Now, I want you to think about this, for example, for a minute. If you take something that vibrates at one frequency and you put it into a body that's vibrating at a different frequency, what is going to happen? Well, if you know anything about resonance and vibration, what happens is when two objects that are very close to each other um, are vibrating at different, uh, different rates, they'll start to pick up on each other's vibrations. And you'll have this crossover and, um, and then the things around it will vibrate at, at the strongest vibration. So if your body's vibrating at say rate X, but you've got a buried emotion at rate Y and that, vi that vibration might be buried in one of your organs, or it might be buried in some tissues in the body. And that will actually begin to vibrate those tissues differently and, and cause those, the organs or surrounding tissues to be stuck in a certain vibrational pattern. And this will cause the body 
to manifest illness, pain, disease, suffering. Um, it'll cause it to feel angsts or uh, just all sorts of weird sensations. You know, I like, I, I think I had this crazy sensation where I felt something trying to leave my head and it was like bouncing around in my head and it was causing these crazy pains like on the skull. It was like the other night, um, not in a meditation, but like maybe I was just sitting still and I was noticing it and I was like, man, maybe it wasn't a meditation, but like it was like some energy that was really negative and I didn't know what it was, but it was bouncing around inside my head and I could feel it moving around and it was definitely like painful, um, almost like a needle or lots of needles at once in a single spot, um, but it was a really sharp pain. So um, I think we've all experienced different sensations like that. Um, the best thing to do is not to ignore them and to actually give them some awareness and discover what they are. And your higher self, your inner self, the God within you will, will actually um, bring that information forward so you'll understand what that could be. You might have to sit on it for a while and understand it. But anyway, so those, um, those sensations, those emotions and stuff, they can kind of sit inside of us and, and wiggle around and get stuck. And th that will um, express itself as disease or illness. Um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about the energy body, and I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that in, anymore, but I want to talk about going a little bit um, more into how we can change ourselves through changing our vibration. So as we go around each day, we're running our around, we're doing our habitual things where, you know, we wake up, we do the same thing in the morning. Um, we pretty much have the same, you know, ritual in the morning. We go to work or we go take care of our children, you know, like the whole day is literally one repeat after the next. And so, um, what Joe Dispenza has discovered, and I think this isn't just like his discovery, but you know, most anybody can just attest to this is that 95% of our choices each day is just autonomy. Like we aren't actually consciously making choices. We're just doing what we do every day may not be in the exact same order or the exact same moment, but you're running with your body kind of running the show. Um, this isn't good or bad. This is just fact, right? So you're, <clears throat> you're feeling your, your kind of experience, if you will, like your awareness is kind of just in this um, vehicle and it's just kind of gaining experience as you, the body takes it around from thing to thing each day. But this keeps us in a very, in a, in a specific loop because here's why. If you're thinking the same thing and you're doing the same thing and you're, that means you're going to have the same sensations and you're going to have the same feelings and that means you're going to have the same emotions and you're going to be stuck in the same state of being. Agreed? So if, if you're stuck in the same state of being, then that means you have the same electrical signature, the same vibration. And by the way, the, the, the vibration creates an electromagnetic field, okay? So that's one thing I left out, but everything is creating its own electromagnetic field. This is fact. Everything is. Everything has a, an electric field, and when you have an electric field, you have a magnetic field. This is just the counter space. Electric energy always has a magnetic field or magnetic energy that follows it at, in a um, perpendicular fashion. What this means is you're going around and you're literally creating this electrical energy and this magnetic signature. And what that does is it acts like a magnet and pulls your experiences into you each, each and every day. So when you run around with the same energy every day, you're creating the same experiences every day and you're stuck in the same state of being every day. And so we're looping. We're all looping because we're, we're just running around like zombies. And this is the habitual self. This is the self that keeps us in a loop. And the only way to break free from this is to use our intention to change our vibration. That means changing, uh, making actual decisions based on awareness and not programming. Because our body is extremely intelligent and it, will, it, it learns 
extremely rapidly, right? Like you poke it with a hot thing or you, a, a sharp thing and it will jerk. So now it knows, oh, don't touch sharp things. You touch it with a hot or a cold thing, it understands hot and cold, doesn't like that. It will avoid hot and cold extremes. So the body, you can train it to do anything. They proved this with uh, uh, Mavlov's, uh, sorry, I can't remember the dog. It wasn't Mavlov's. It was um, a dog with a bell and they did it with a baby and a rabbit and a, and a bell, like a, a siren thing or a crash symbol. They have proven this over and over and over again. You can condition the mind and body to do anything. You, you just It's just association. And so um, whatever the stimulus is, if it's a positive or negative one, the body will decide and then it will either try to um, avoid or try to embrace certain sensations. And the body has really, it's, it would kill itself because it doesn't necessarily know what's what's the most healthy decision. As you know, there's addiction all over the place, right? Like alcohol, um, you know, hard drugs that are addictive, um, opiates, uh, which are legal, um, scheduled one drugs, um, and all sorts of other things that our bodies can become addicted to. Um, sex, pornography, video gaming. We can become addicted to pain. We can become addicted to hatred. We can become addicted to hurting people. We can become addicted to vengeance. And we can literally, our body will literally uh, become addicted to anything. And so we're literally just sitting in our body and enjoying the show. Now, the, the little caveat to this is that we have the ability to use intention to change our reality. So we have to, the only way we can do this is actually become aware of what's going on at the habitual uh, level. Now, given that, I'm going to step now back into the biology of your body. Okay, so if you're creating the same sensations and the same emotions and that same state of being every single day, then that means that you're vibrating at the same exact rate or around the same rate every day. Well, what we understand in the biology area is we have our DNA within the cell has genes. And what's understood about genes is that they actually can unlock and change depending on um, experiences in life. This is called epigenetics. It's a very well-studied for multiple decades field of, of biology. So what that means is your grandma could have had a very traumatic moment in her life that changed her vibration because she locked up an energetic emotion within the body. That energy sat in the, her body long enough that all of a sudden the, the body changed its vibrational rate over time, which changed the DNA's vibration. When that vibrational rate changed, it started to express different genes. That means that um, the genes that were once bound, okay, and I'm going to go a little bit into DNA here. It's like DNA, you know, we know is the double helix. It's coiled up. But actually, when you look at it, there's um, there's areas of the DNA that are actually kind of garbled and bound together like a ball. And then it and then there will be a segment that's readable by like, you know, the ribosomes and stuff to like pull the DNA apart and read it and then copy it. And then it'll zip it back up. And then it will use that copy to start creating mole molecules or proteins. And every protein that your body can express will have a, a, a vibrational signature with it. Okay. Do you follow me? So basically what's happening is we have DNA. Uh, we have protein sequences that can be made from the DNA, but all of the DNA is not actually readable any given time. There's, most of it is actually bound up about, uh, I'd say like 70% or something is bound. I think there's 140 something thousand, uh, 141,000 different cells in the body, but we've only found about 22,000 expressed proteins at any given time. So what this means is that most of the, um, if every cell is creating its own protein and most cells actually create more, then what we're seeing is a fraction of the proteins. And that's because the DNA is bound up and not readable. Um, so uh, what, what happens is 
when you have that traumatic thing, then the body's vibration energy changes and then it will actually unbind those balls. And now other segments of DNA can be read and it will rebind up other parts. So it's not just like it's unbinding, but it actually rebind up other parts. So the DNA itself is, is vibrationally encoded, if that makes sense. From a, I'm a programmer. So a progr- uh, as a programmer, I would say that um, to, the way that you can unzip or unlock the DNA is through a vibrational signature. And when this, when you, so as you're vibrating at a specific, oh, going back to the epigenetics, so grandma has this traumatic experience. She holds the emotion in, not knowing how to process it. It lives within her. It unlocks different um, DNA. Then that um, DNA pattern is unlocked within the eggs within her body, okay? And those eggs within her body then now express the same trauma that she had. She then has a baby, and that is passed down to uh, her daughter, and then that daughter is now carrying this trauma, literally the energy from that trauma in her body and expressed in her DNA. And this is where epigenetic study is going. It's, it's incredible what they're finding out. And this can happen for many generations of, of negative uh, of, uh, things happen and can be passed down from generation to generation to generation um, until it's either removed through chance or consciously removed through choice. And that's where we're getting to ultimately, okay, with this, with all of Joe Dispenza's work is he's teaching us how to change our vibration, which will unlock new pathways in the genes. Okay, so we've talked about genes, we've talked about, um, so our, all of our characteristics and our genetic structure, our makeup, how we look, everything about us is based off of our vibration. And so um, our disease, everything, it's all, it's all based on that. Um, and epigenetics is, of course, the study of expressing genes without having to mutate them over like generations. You can express them instantly within one generation. And so as we change our vibrational rate, um, we can signal new genes in new ways. And that's a tag, that's a term that he uses a lot in his material. Okay, so now let's shift a little bit to the brain. The brain is a bunch of neurons. And these neurons, of course, are connected. Now, let me give you a let me give you an idea of just how many connections are in the brain. So in every single human brain, there are 100 billion different neurons and or 100 billion different cells. And I think uh, at least half of them are neurons and there's different types of neurons and there's different types of cells in the brain. But most of them are, or at least half of them are neurons um, that uh, you know pass electrical and chemical signals through the brain downstream. And the, the, um, the neurons themselves create all these pathways and that's the um that's how our sensations are what i believe okay this is getting into britain doctrine now but what i believe is as we as our awareness is bound into the electrical signals um in the brain meaning that um somehow our consciousness is infused within the brain itself through all the neural pathways and each of these neurons can be connected up to from 10,000 to 40,000 different connections. One neuron, 40,000 different connections. Not all of them are that big, but there can be some that are connected in that way. What that means is if you take 10,000 to 40,000 times it by 50 billion, you get more neural connections within one brain than there are stars in the entire universe. So the brain itself is the most complex organ we have ever seen. Our consciousness is infused within the brain. And so as those signals from all the body, the inputs, the emotions, the energies within the body, they go and they, they move up chemically from, you know, wherever it was triggered 
to the brain and then the brain um, runs it through different routes, different uh, neural pathways, we create an electrical magnetic field on that pathway and that's how we interpret reality at the, at the conscious level, the consciousness. It's our awareness, right? It's infused into the brain. So the way we're interpreting reality is based on the electrical and magnetic signature that is created in a 3D space within the brain. So it's very interesting. Everything's actually happening within the brain. Um, and there's like, it's, yeah, it's all internal. <laughs> it's everything's going on inside. It's not happening outside. Um, because everybody sees everything differently, right? Like I can, I can see an act between two people and I can perceive that as love and another person could perceive that as um, something that's not love, hate, anger, disgust, um, moral depravity, whatever. The point is, is that our, our, our interpretation lens, the way we perceive the world is the way we are. So if I'm an angry person, I perceive everything as mean. If I'm a happy person, I perceive everything as joyful. And this is, this is just the nature of relative um, reality. Within our mind, because of our habits of feeling the same way and doing the same thing and having the same, same sensations and being in the same state of being every single day of our life, and we get into these patterns, and you know what I'm talking about, we create really strong pathways in the brain. This is actually known. So that these pathways, uh, these connections within the brain, they create highways, and these are very routinely traveled highways within the brain. And so you have all these neuro neurons, you have all these connections, but most of them you're not even using. And so the ones that you don't use, your brain just prunes away. And um, the ones that you're using a lot, the brain will have really strong connections. And so the energy will tend to flow through those neural pathways automatically. So what that means is your, and this is, there's a term for this, it's called the default mode network. It's kind of where the typical loop is running within your brain um, any mo from moment to moment. So we're creating these pathways and that defines our reality because that defines our worldview and it's all a feedback loop on itself. So um, you, you, you have a sensation, you feel a certain way, you do the same thing and you have an emotional state and that emotional state triggers the thoughts that you, that you have. Those thoughts that you have trigger feelings, those feelings trigger emotions and those emotions then feed back again to the system. So it's actually one continuous loop back and forth. And so we, the only way to break out of this is to create new connections within the brain. Then once those connections are made, you need to actually enhance the connections, create really strong pathways on those new connections with the brain will automatically prune away what they call neural pruning. And it will prune away those other connections of what once was your default mode network that was causing your state of being to be low. So this is really cool and fascinating research. And not only does Joe, Joe Dispenza use all the great latest and greatest um, uh, terminology about this and science, but he uses tools to measure it all. And he's got a team of people that he brings to his ad ad advanced retreats. And then they measure the students there. They measure the people that are attending and they get to, to see what's happening at the biological level, the genetic level, in the blood, in the brain, within the aura of the body, the electromagnetic signatures, all that stuff. So they actually measure it. So he can say this with, you know, not just out of a hunch or out of a feeling, but actually out of data. It's really fascinating. So what is, what is Joe ultimately teaching? That through meditation, we can rid ourselves of ugly, negative emotions and thinking habits and signal new genes by changing our vibration, which changing our vibration means that we're changing our connections in the brain. They're one and the same. If you have a certain vibration and a way of thinking, that will be because you have a way of thinking and you have a certain vibration. They're a feedback loop on each other. So the neural pathways dictate 
the route that the electri uh, electrical energy will move through the brain, creating the three-dimensional holographic magnetic field, which will be interpreted by consciousness, which will generate thought. Thought will then generate feeling and emotion, and it's one big feedback loop, okay? So it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, so through meditation, we can actually change those neural pathways. And actually, there's another thing that does this too. It's plant medicine, which we'll go into in another episode. But neural genesis is, uh, is the process of creating new connections in the brain. And we can do that through meditation because through meditation, we can be totally present in the moment and stop putting all of our energy into the past or into the future. So you've probably heard this before. But worrying and anxiety are the same thing. One is just past-directed, one is future-directed, okay? So you're worrying about the past, that's worry. Um, you're, worrying about the, you're thinking about the future, that's anxiety. When we take all of our energy that's focused on that, where you put your focus is where you put your energy. This is another thing that Joe says a lot. So where your energy goes, or sorry, where your focus goes, energy flows. I kept botching that. Um, where your focus goes, energy flows, right? Or where your awareness goes, energy flows. So if you continually think about the past and you think about the future and you worry about the outcomes and you judge what should happen and you don't let life unfold mysteriously and you don't let life unfold naturally and organically, then you're trying to control the field of energy in a very difficult way because you're always competing with other people's collective consciousness. And this is, this is really hard. But if you, um, the, the relationship that Joe teaches you to have with the, with the quantum field is to just you know, put your intention out there, which allows you to change your energy and that changes your biosignature and you, because you're not trying to force it, you're just, you just become it, you feel it, you actually sit in meditation and you feel what you want. You become, you actually have the feeling before you have the experience. And when you have the feeling, your brain has to create the connections to do that. And then it has to eventually signal new genes in new ways, which will cause new proteins to be made, which will cause new uh, vibrational energies within the body, which will then and reinforce those electrical connections in the brain. And the next thing you know, you're a new you. And this is a really, really exciting thing because we, we don't have to be bound to some predictable future, as he says. We can actually create our destiny and we can do it with intention alone. And so all we need to do is change our vibration. As we move away from negativity, anger, hatred, guilt, shame, envy, and all these things that are lower vibration, and we begin to love the world for what it is. We love ourselves for who we are. We love other people for who they are, even their differences. And even when we think they're quote unquote wrong, um, you know, wrong is relative as we've talked about in this podcast, like uh, who are we to, to decide what is right and what is wrong for someone else. And when we let go of all that, man, how much energy have we freed up to, to be creative? And now we can create with so much energy and intention and it becomes exponentially faster. So now we become the true creator of our reality. We're no longer bound by the habitual self, by the self that is programmed by culture, the self that is programmed by authority figures, quote unquote authority figures, by the news, the media, the um, uh, educational and academic societies in this world. And we become a true conscious sentient being and able to understand self and able to, um, to create at will. And so this is the beautiful teaching of discovering the self through yoga or union with God and what Joe teaches um, as what he, in his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and Becoming Supernatural. So I will say one more thing as I'm wrapping up here. The beautiful thing about this, what Joe is teaching and what he's essentially said he has done and many of his students also, is that within our genetic structure, within our genetic expression, we have, 
we have DNA instructions to unlock biology that already exists within us to perceive reality in a different way. So he that had ears to hear, let him hear this. We have biology, we have hardware already within the body to perceive reality in a different way, okay? Why, why do you think Jesus could detect the thoughts of other people, could heal at will, command the elements, and pretty much you know, do anything? He could walk on water. He could change water to wine. He brought people back from the dead. He healed, and he healed like crazy because he could perceive reality differently. And that's what Joe's teaching is that as we build up our energy and we go into higher vibrations of gratitude and opening the heart energy center, and we allow energy from that, those lower centers of, um, of fear, where fear resides and where survival instincts reside and hatred resides, and we open our energy centers to allow that higher vibration of gratitude and love and forgiveness and joy and peace and happiness, and we keep raising that, what we're doing is we're actually changing our bioelectric signature. We're changing the expression of genes within our body, and we're unlocking proteins that very few have been able to unlock. And when we unlock those proteins and we build, our, our body begins to build the instructions that have been hidden for so long, all of a sudden, we get to see reality in a completely different way and we get to see it for what it really is the veil parts and we're no longer bound by illusion and ego and we see that all is connected and all is one and this is true reality see you next time Hey there, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Lucid Spiritual Podcast. I'd love to hear from you and answer any questions you may have, or if you'd like to share your story for others to hear right on my podcast, drop me a line by visiting my website at lucidspiritual.com or email me at love at lucidspiritual.com. Let's wake up the world together. Have a blessed day.